the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Amen. Praise the Lord. Good Sunday morning to you. I pray the Lord's blessings upon you. I pray the Lord's peace, hope, and joy upon you. Welcome to the Gypsy Christian Hour. I'm going to be your host tonight, Stephen Mitchell. Sammy is uh, out for a week, and he asked me to come in and share a message. So tonight, we're going to get into the Word of God. We're going to search the Word of God because I believe that God has a very, very important message to give to the church. When I say the church, I don't mean one specific church. I don't mean one building or one pastor, one set of servants, one congregation. I mean the church as in the whole body of Christ. And what I have to say tonight may be offensive to some people. Some people may get mad. But it's the Word of God. And we need the Word of God to go forward. We need the Word of God to guide our lives. We need the Word of God to show us what to do in the times we're in. So tonight, before we get into the Word, usually we take some calls for prayer. Um, If you have a question or a prayer, you can call in. I'm not as good as Sammy, so don't go too hard on me. But I'll try. Give a call to 888-995-995. Five 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 two. Actually, I believe it's 800-995-5552. We have people there that are willing to pray with you. They'll answer the phone. They'll hear what you want to pray about, and they'll bring it before the Lord. So give a call, put in your prayer requests, and we will pray for them. Even if they don't make it on the air, we will take the time and pray for them before we leave the studio. We want to go to the first call. We have Lupita. Hello, hi. Lupita. Good. Hi. God bless oh, you. How are you doing you. tonight? I'm, I'm 
I'm doing, I'm doing, uh, I'm calling because uh, my 19-year-old is fine. He's out of the hospital, but he overdosed yesterday on Xanax. And, uh, and it just, it, it was quite like, uh, I'm recovering from it still. But I wanted prayer for, for, for my family, for my son. His name is Brian. And, uh, and also for me too, because I feel like, like I have to stay strong mentally. And then I have to be strong to, 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 you know, to, to help my son and my other son and, and so I just need prayer. My family needs prayer. If you could please pray for me, that would be awesome. Definitely, definitely. And his name is Brian? Yes, yes. Lord, we thank you, first of all. Yes. Father, you are a loving, kind Father who cares about every part of our lives. Lord, we know that you care for Brian. And we know that this world tries It tries to tear down your children. It tries to break what you have done, but it is impossible, Father. You died for Brian so that he may have life. Father, we pray that you would pour into him your spirit. Lord, that the problems, the temptations, the trials, the hardships of this world no longer take his eyes off of you and your sacrifice, and what you've done, Father. But that his eyes would be focused on your plan and purpose for his life. Father, you have a plan and a purpose for each one of us. You died on that cross knowing each one of our names. So we pray for Brian right now. Increase him in you. Increase him in your spirit. Heal him, Lord, physically and spiritually. And bring him to a place where his life becomes a testimony and a glory unto you. I pray for Lupita, Lord, that you would pour down strength and peace, patience, Father, and wisdom, and, Lord, that you would do in and through her all that you have planned, Father. Give her the wisdom she needs to go forward to help Brian, to support him, we ask in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Thank you, Stephen. God bless you. God bless Pastor Sammy and JC and everyone. I love this ministry, the Gypsy Christian Hour, and um, I'm so, so grateful. Thank you so much. Amen. God bless you, and we'll continue to pray for you. Thank you. Good night. Good night. We're going to go to Mike. Mike, God bless you. How are you doing tonight? Hi, Stephen. And Stephen, you know what? I've heard you before, and you do a fantastic job. Amen. Glory to God. I, uh... I have a, I've learned a lot from Sammy, and I really do appreciate his teaching, but all glory goes to God. I love his word, and I love the opportunity to share it. Okay. Stephen, um, I'd like to say a prayer for me and my mom, Flo. It just seems like we have quite a few bad people around us, and I just want to see that you know, we can get by and get through this point in our lives. <laughs> Amen. I, I know how that feels, and we have a story in the Bible uh, about Elisha and his servant, and I'm going to pray the same prayer that he prayed, that the Lord would allow you to see that so many more are with you than are with them. Father, we thank you for Mike, for his mom. And Lord, just as I prayed for Brian, there are, this world tries to tear us down. It attacks us. Your word says that we are battling against powers and principalities 
Every day is a battle, but we are on the side of the one who already has the victory. Lord, I pray that you would surround them with your protection, with your mercy, Father, and that you would allow them, and not only them, but all of those around them, to see how many more are with them than against them, Father, that they have the armies of heaven, the God of heaven and earth on their side, fighting for them, directing them, leading them, and blessing them. Father, your word says to pray for your enemies. So we pray, Lord, for anyone who comes against them, Lord. Not that you would tear them down, but as your word says, to pray and it will be like hot coals on their head. There would be a purifying. There would be a time of repentance. There would be a time of mourning their actions, Father. I pray that all those who come against your children, Father, that they would come to a time of realizing who the true God is and turn from their ways. We ask your blessings upon Mike and his family and all of those around him. In Jesus' name, amen. Thanks, Stephen. Very encouraging. Thank you very much. God bless you. Have a good night. You too. Bye-bye. See you later. Okay, we're going to go to JT. Hello? JT, how are you? God bless you. I'm fine. Thank you, Stephen. You know, your voice resembles Sam just a little, just a tad. <laughs> it's good. And, uh, no, it's, it's, at first I thought it was him. He's got a, Sam's blessed with a great speaking voice and a great communicating ability, and so do you. And uh, you, you guys talk slow, which is good. Too many people talk fast these days, and... You know, they're good listeners, and I think a lot of people, the people who call up here are, are comforted by that. They, they they like this show because they feel like somebody is listening. And um, this week I was dealing with um, a couple of people, and they were, you know, claiming to be Christians, but they were extremely judgmental. And, you know, I don't care for the prosperity preachers, for one thing, and then the, the snooty rich people, you know, the ones when you go to these churches, if you know what I'm saying, where they're smug. And arrogant, and then the. Uh, but I don't care for when people get a taste of Christianity, especially after they have had hardships in, in life, and they don't go through the counseling, and then they become very dogmatic and they become very judgmental. And you, you probably have met those kind of people. And when they pray, they start being very. Um, there's a harshness to their voice. Do you know what I'm saying? I I, I do get you. That's um, you know they're. There's a lot that we need to learn on following Christ's example in the way that he yeah. spoke, in the way that he was able to relate to everybody. And not everybody is perfect just yet, but we'll get there one day. Well, I think the, I think the problem is when they start getting arrogant and they think that their, their, their church is the only way and they won't talk about the end times and the rapture, and they should. And Sam's not afraid to talk about that. He knows he's very knowledgeable. And I think that it's comforting because we know that uh, we're living in difficult times, but we're not, you know, we're not. The Lord isn't meant for us to go through the wrath of the tribulation period, even though we're going to have our tribulations. And Sam's very good at explaining that. He's got this gift for being a good teacher. Amen. And I think people need to hear that kind of comfort. They need to hear that because that's a, that's a hopeful message. If we didn't have that to look forward to, and we didn't have our Jesus, I think we'd be up a pretty dark dark hole. If you know what I'm saying, you know. 
Well, I, I encourage you to stay tuned because tonight's message actually uh, contains a part where the Lord had actually given me a message that he said, I'll tarry just a little while longer, but that the church needs to start proclaiming, prepare for the kingdom of God is near. Yes, it does. And I truly believe, and, and, and it's a fact, you know, whether you believe God is coming in a week, a month, or 10 years, he's closer today than he was yesterday. Yeah, and I'm gonna I'm gonna have you pray in a moment, including that. And I do agree with you. And I I uh, I listen to um, you know I listen to quite a number of ministers. I love what Greg Laurie says, and I know Sam, well, you know, has admiration for him. And I know Greg and Mar Sam. And uh, Greg Laurie says the the rapture is when the Lord the Lord comes, Jesus comes back with his church, and then he says the. Um, the second coming is when he comes back for his church, and I thought that's a real gift to be able to take two separate events in the prophetic time calendar and just in, and then insert or substitute one word for each to describe the fact that they're different, but explain why. And that's and and that's very easy for someone to remember. You see, it's not like it's a complicated thing. Absolutely. And Greg Laurie says. Greg Laurie says, Bible prophecy is not meant to scare us, but to prepare us. Amen to that. And see, then I start to memorize these catchphrases, but then it, it gets into me, and then I think, okay, I get what he's saying. And so I try not to depend on just on a minister. I like to read the Bible, but let's face it, it's like anything in life. You know, you go to law school, or you go to what, whatever it is, or you're a doctor. You, 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 In order to learn the profession you're in, same thing with the Bible. It helps to have someone who's a good explainer, like Sam has a gift for doing that, too. So I, I think you'd agree with me on that one, huh? Absolutely. Um, and it's very interesting. I, I really hope you stay tuned to the program, because that's a lot about what I'm going to be talking about tonight. Um, it, well, I'm going to be, I'm, and letting you go, I, and I will stay tuned. I stay tuned every week. Uh, believe me, it's it's worth it, and it's very comforting before I go to bed. I'd like to pray tonight for the, for the, the, the rapture of the Church. I believe it'll happen. But I would like to see, and I think you'd agree, Stephen, one more revival in America before that happens, a harvesting of souls. Certainly. Amen. Amen. And uh, because I think we need that, and I think that uh, our society has never been perfect, but I think that we've, I think you'd agree, we're living in a time where there's a, there's a lot of dark forces that have been let loose, and it's pretty ominous, and so, um, you know, I'm... I'm glad you're not you're awake and you're not in denial about that either, and you're talking about it. So I appreciate you doing that. But uh, yeah, pray for one more revival and then the rapture. You can pray an hour later on, you know, and stuff, you know, whenever you'd like to, you know. So I appreciate that. Amen. Let's pray right now, Father. What right, an awesome thing that we can pray for for your coming quickly, Father. Yes, Lord. What an awesome thing that we can expect. The hope that we yes. have in you, amazing, Lord. But, Lord, as I prayed this prayer for three years, you told me that there is work to be done mm -hmm. and to get busy, Father, because there are many who are lost. So, Lord, we pray for that time of true revival, Lord. We pray that the spirit of salvation would be poured out on this earth like never before. We pray, Father, that we would see people coming to you in the tens, in the hundreds, in the thousands, once again to see the world flipped upside down through the belief in who you are. We pray that you would have your way in all things, Father, and we expect and we are excited to see your kingdom on this earth. I pray your blessings 
over JT all the days of his life. In Jesus' name, amen. And I thank you and, and touch and agree, and I pray for the same thing for you. And, uh, you know, he touches you for all the, all the days of your life. And thanks for praying for that. I appreciate that. You Not know. a problem. God bless you, sir. Have a good night. You too. God bless you. Thanks, Stephen. I'll be listening. Thanks. All right. Take care. Bye-bye. We're going to take a couple more calls. We've got Rachel. God bless you, yes. Rachel. How can we help you tonight? Okay. Thank you so much. Um, I'm calling in, dear brother, for a prayer for a school teacher. And you know what? The school teacher is in a depression. Yeah, she's in a deep depression, the school teacher. And her name is Nivia. To pray for her, dear brother, pray for her that the Father, dear Father God, help us, that He'll help her. She needs help, really. But she is a school teacher, and she does need help, and bad. And 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 she rents a room, you know, where she she rents a room, and now where she's renting the room from, they they want her to go, and and she and she does pay for the the the, the room. She does, but now they want her to go, and 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 with this. In, in, in poor thing uh, in the depression like that and a school teacher dear brother pray for her and thank you so much okay not okay. a problem god bless you let's pray for her now father we pray for nivia lord this world again tries to tear us down it tries to break us down father and it can cause depression but lord your word says for us to keep our treasures in heaven lord we pray that Nivea would see that her true treasure is in heaven. Her rewards are in heaven. And your word says that whatever we suffer on this earth does not compare to what we will receive when we enter into your kingdom. Father, I pray that these thoughts, that these ideas, that these goals would completely consume her thoughts and her heart, Lord, and that it would drive out any doubt, any depression, anything that is not of you, Father, we pray your provision for her on where to stay, Father. We pray your blessing upon her. And, Lord, I pray for my sister Rachel. Her concern for someone else, Lord, her love for someone else shows your love. So I pray your word says that you will bless those who bless others. I pray bless her in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Dear brother, amen. And, 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 and hon, dear brother, God bless you, God the Father. God bless him, Father. God bless you. God bless you. We love you, dear brother. We love you. Bye-bye, dear. God bless you. Good night, Rachel. Okay, dear. Okay, dear. We've got two more calls. We're going to JC. God bless you, JC. Hello. Hello. Oh, Pastor Stephen. Yeah. How are you? I am doing all right. How about yourself? Thank you very much. You know why? I've been, I've, I've, I lose the, the frequency, I mean, and I love it to speak with Pastor uh, Jam uh, all the time. And, uh, well, the reason why I call you is because I'm, a, I'm, a, I'm, a, I'm always working in a, in a, I'm working right now with Rob. I'm a security guard. Uh, thanks, God. I've been, you know, being out of it, uh, uh, the coronavirus. And I got the vaccine already. So thanks God for that. But the reason why I call you is because my son he been for almost he been almost for for uh, for a few years with the pressure. I would like to uh to pray for him. Christian here. 
Okay, you said you know, he, he's been suffering with depression? No, with the pressure. Oh, pressure. The pressure. Okay. What's his name? Christian Iguera. Christian. 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 Lord, yeah. we raise up Christian right now, Father. You are the creator of body, soul, and mind. And Lord, your word says that you have died to heal our disease. First spiritually, Lord, but also we can apply that physically, Lord. And we pray for Christian right now. We pray that you would bring his body, his heart, his mind, his soul to complete health, Lord. That your protection would be upon him. That your mercies would be upon him. And we pray for JC in the same way, Father. That your blessing and protection would be upon him all the days of his life, Father. And Lord, we pray that their lives would give you glory. In Jesus' name, amen. God bless you, brother. God bless you, Stephen. Thank you for telling us, Stephen. Not a problem. Good night. Last, we have Jackie. God bless you, Jackie. Hi. Um, I'm calling for prayer for my family. I've been struggling a long time, and sometimes things get really well, really good. I mean, it's like... And I know, I know, I always thank God. Even when it goes bad, I thank Him. Right now it's bad, and I always thank Him. But what I worry about is that I become angry, bitter, because things don't go my way. And I know my kids have their own, they're adults, and they have their own way to think. And, Mom, I don't care what you say. And my daughter now is moving, and she's saying that I'm not going to be able to see my grandkids. And it's just hurting, and I don't, I don't want to be filled with this anger. And that's what I worry about. I worry about this anger that I that I get inside of me. I I, I don't I don't react on it anymore, but it's still inside of me. And I just I just want God to heal me from it. I want peace. I want to be able to know. How to just stay quiet and just let him do what he needs to do. Because I know it's in his hands. Because I love the Lord with all my heart. I really do. But I'm really struggling. I, I, I really am. And I just, I've been, before I had a problem with drinking, kind of harsh. My kind of, I did. And I got through it. The grace of God, God always protected me. He always protected me. But I just need the prayer to just for me to be stronger, stronger to get this anger out of me. And you will. That's what I need. Amen. Amen. You know, the word says that he gives us a peace that surpasses all understanding. It's a, a peace that the world cannot understand. But there's something that has to happen, Jackie. Um, You know, a a lot of people think that if I pray to God for peace, that he'll just automatically pour down peace in my life. And that's just not the way the world works. The way that it works is we understand who he is. We learn who he is and we allow our character to be molded into a likeness like him to become more Christ-like. And what happens is situations arise in our life 
where we have the opportunity to exercise peace and patience. We have the opportunity to allow the peace of God to do something within us rather than the anger come up and do what we don't want to do. And in that, my prayer for you is that the Lord would show you how to become more Christ-like. That's what I want. So, Father, tonight I bring my sister Jackie before you, and I bring her children and her grandchildren before you, Father. Lord, your word says that there is power in unity. Your word calls for Christian brothers and sisters to live in harmony and in peace. And your word says that you can give a peace that the world cannot understand. Father, I pray that you would begin to work in Jackie's life and build up the peace in her life, Lord. That you would begin to refine her and remove the anger, remove the bitterness, remove the things that are not of you, Father, and allow your light to shine through her life. Father, I pray that the times of rejoicing would come Lord, that she would be able to withstand the attacks, that she would stand behind her shield of faith, that she would allow the helmet of salvation to guard her mind. Lord, that righteousness would guard her heart. Father, I pray that you would teach her how to pick up and put on the armor of God in her life and that it would be effective, I ask in Jesus' name. Amen. Jackie, do me a favor. I want you to read Ephesians. I believe it's the sixth chapter. And it's the armor of God. Ephesians 6. Yes. And the the armor is more than just um, uh, just a bunch of clothing. It represents something in every piece that traces back to Jesus. And and the helmet of salvation is to have salvation upon your mind that everything that happens, you remember, Jesus died for me. I am bought and paid for. My salvation is covering my thoughts, whether it's thoughts of anger, whether it's thoughts of bitterness, whether it's thoughts of hurt. The breastplate of righteousness covering your heart to not allow the enemy to attack there. The shield of faith which you hide behind, which is the knowledge that Jesus Christ died for you. There is nothing, nothing more precious than what he has done for you already. And this world, it does not matter as much as what he's done. Amen. I agree with that. Thank you. I will read that. I will... I will meditate on that. Please do. I read my Bible every day. I really do, even when I don't feel like it. I do it. So, yes, thank you so much for your prayer. And God, thank you, Lord Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. God bless you. We will continue to keep you in prayer. Good night. Thank you. Good night. Amen. Praise the Lord. It's always good when we can pray with people. I want to encourage you. Be someone that somebody else can call and pray with, or even more than that, be someone that calls people to pray with them. There are many times where prayer has helped somebody in a situation 
that I knew nothing about, but the Lord put them on my heart, and I ended up calling them. And so many times that person says, Steve, nobody knows about this, but I needed prayer at that very moment. There were times of people being sick. There were times of people being angry. There were times of people needing an answer from God. We aren't the special ones, but the one who we worship and obey is. Amen? So be that person for somebody. Be the one who prays. Be the prayer warriors in other people's lives, in your family's life, in your household, because there is power in prayer. Amen? God bless you guys. We we want to get into the Word tonight. And this is not an easy word for me to share. I actually have shied away from sharing it. And there was a bit of, I don't want to say fear, but worry about what people would say or think. And there was some things that I saw today that just confirmed that this is the message that the Lord wants me to share. And it's become, I believe, my ministry to, as JT so so eloquently put it tonight, to wake the church up. There was a prophet named Nathan who went to David after he had committed sin with Bathsheba. And David could have killed Nathan for approaching him and telling him anything bad. But Nathan came with the word of God. And it didn't matter. He wasn't worried. He wasn't scared. He went and he proclaimed the word of God as God had given it to him. So I'm going to do the same. Tonight, the message is called the ignorant church. The ignorant church. Before we get into the word, let's pray. Father, we come before you in thanksgiving. We thank you for your word. We thank you for your truth. We thank you, Lord, that you are willing to speak to us in good and in bad. You're willing to correct, to rebuke, to train, to bless. You're willing to do whatever it takes to get into true and right relationship with us, though we don't deserve it, Father. But by the blood of your Son, we thank you. Tonight, I ask, Lord, not one word from me. Not one word from me. I pray, speak. Speak to your people. Speak the truth. Speak, Lord, whatever needs to be said, I ask. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. God bless you. So the message for tonight is called The Ignorant Church. And before anybody gets all upset about calling them ignorant, ignorant is not meant to be a put-down. It's not meant to be harsh. It's meant to explain the situation. The word ignorant 
means a lack of knowledge or a lack of awareness. That's what it means. And the problem that we're dealing with in the church today is that the church is ignorant to the Lord. In the Webster's, it says destitute of knowledge. Lacking something that is needed. Suffering extreme poverty. Tonight I want to start the word in Revelations chapter 3, verse 14. And here's what it says. Write this letter to the angel of Laodicea. This is the message from the one who is the Amen, the faithful and true witness, the beginning of God's new creation. I know all things you do and that you are neither hot nor cold. I wish that you would be one or the other. But since you are like lukewarm water, neither hot nor cold, I will spit you out of my mouth. You say I am rich. I have everything I want. I don't need a thing. And you don't realize that you are wretched and miserable and poor and blind and naked. So I advise you to get gold from me, which has been purified by fire. Then you will be rich. Also get from me white garments, so you will be not be ashamed of your nakedness. An ointment for your eyes, so you will be able to see I correct and discipline everyone I love, so be diligent and turn from your indifference. Look, I stand at the door and knock. If you hear my voice and open, I will come in and we will share a meal together as friends. Tonight, I want to talk to the church, not one specific church like I said earlier but to the body of Christ. And there is a problem that is going on in the body of Christ. And it's the fact that a lot of the body does not know the God that they are claiming. There is a lot of religion going on when we know that our God wants relationship. You can have a relationship with God or you can have a religion and God is nowhere to be found. When I say these things, I speak from a place of experience. There are some who are listening who know me and a lot that don't. I grew up in the church. I grew up under Sammy. Everybody here knows Sammy. Sammy is a teacher of the word. Sammy gets in depth. I grew up under Sam Mitchell, Safka, my grandfather. I grew up under Eddie Mitchell, my dad, who are well-known teachers, preachers. And until I had an experience with God myself, 
even though I served in the church, even though I worked in the church, even though I grew up in the church, I did not know the God that I claimed. And I came to a point of actually walking away. And this is what happens today. People are in a place where they don't know the God that they're serving. They don't know the God that is being preached to them. And it's a matter of time before it's revealed that they don't know who this God is. In Revelations, it says, you think that you are rich, but you are poor. What are we poor in? The knowledge of God. The knowledge of who he is, of his character, of his desires, of his purpose, of what pleases him. We are lacking in knowing the one true God. I want to go to the word. This word was written to Laodicea in chapter 3. This letter is written to the city of Laodicea. And some people might be saying, this word is not for me. This word is not for God's people. This word is not for the church. But I learned something in this study that I never knew before. This letter, this part of the letter was written to the Laodicea church. And the word comes from the root word, laos. And that word characteristically means the people of God, God's chosen people. So this message is not only for those who are lost that they need to know who God is, but this is for the people who are in the church today. This message is for the people who are living their lives in religion, not knowing the God that they serve. That's impossible. It's not impossible because I did it. But I'm here tonight to tell you that God is calling for a change. God is calling for a time when we, the church, know who our God is and begin to live our lives in the way that he's called us to. The word laos means people characteristically of God. They're the people that by their character, you can tell that they are the people of God. And a question I have for you is, does your character separate you from the world or do you blend in? It's the usually, the, the word is usually used for the people of God. And today, today, can that word describe you by the things you do and say, your actions and who you are? Are you the people of God? Or are you the people who attend a church and don't know the God that they serve? 
I want to give a little bit of an explanation where this comes from. And you may have heard me say this before, and I really believe that this message is what God has caused in my life. He allowed me to go through something that saw what the generations are going through, what my generation may be going through. The growing up in a religion that you do everything that seems right, but yet you don't have the knowledge of God. Um, I, I thank God that before COVID ever hit, the Lord had me take a few young men through the study of Malachi. And in the study of Malachi, the prophet Malachi is speaking to the people of the temple and to the people of God. And he is saying to them that their sacrifice is not worthy that they are treating, this is the Lord speaking, saying, you treat my name with contempt. Meaning, you treat my name as if it has no worth, as if it's worthless. And the Lord says, I'm going to do such an amazing thing that has never been done before. And forgive me, but I have to tell you how extreme it is. The Lord says, I'm going to take the dung from your sacrifice and I'm going to smear it on your face. And then I'm going to take you and throw you on top of the manure pile. This is God speaking. And he's speaking to his priests, to his servants, to those who are working in the temple. And the gist of it, the idea of it is, I am going to do something so outrageous that you cannot believe what is about to happen. But there's a purpose for it because then you will know it is I, the Lord. And the Lord had spoke through me a message. And I told those young men who I took through this study that God is about to do something in the church that we cannot imagine. He is about to tear down whatever does not stand for him. Whatever is not built properly on his foundation, he's about to tear everything down to the foundation. That way we can start over and build properly. And we saw a few churches, some problems arose. But within months, within months, Corona hit the country, hit the world. And something happened that was absolutely unbelievable. Every church in America and around a lot around the world had to shut their doors. And I started getting phone calls from the guys that I took through this study and they said, Stephen, do you see what's happening? Do you see that God is doing what he told you? And I said, I've got one better for you. After the study, the Lord told me, what would they do if I took away music as their only form of worship because they are too dependent on worship? They are too dependent on music for worship. And a few weeks later, the government said, you cannot worship, you cannot chant, you cannot shout in a church building. The worship was taken away because we had become too dependent 
on the music. In John 5.18, I'm going to turn to it real quick. I'm sorry, 15.8. In John 15.8 it says, And so you canceled the word of God for the sake of your own tradition, you hypocrites. Isaiah was right when he prophesied about you, for he wrote, These people honor me with their lips, but their hearts are far from me. Their worship is a farce, for they teach man-made ideas as commands from God. Again, you may feel this does not apply to you. And there are a few that stand outside of what I'm saying because they have a true relationship with God. They seek the Lord. They know the Lord. But this message is for the general church. And it's not coming from me. This is the word of God that is saying, they praise me with their lips, but their hearts are far from me. You see, what the Lord has always wanted, what the Lord is always chasing after, is our hearts. Because his word says that out of a man's heart come all types of deeds. The Lord said the greatest commandment, Jesus Christ's words were, the greatest commandment is love the Lord your God with all your heart, all your soul, and all your might. You see, the heart of the matter is the heart of the church. But why are their hearts far from them? Why would God allow something like coronavirus to shut down the church? Why would God allow things to go this far? Because in Hosea, if you want to turn with me, it's Hosea chapter 4, verse 6. Sorry, my marker fell out. Well, it's easy enough to to remember. Hosea 4.6 says, My people perish for a lack of knowledge. You see, as soon as I began it, I know that a few of you caught it. But I want to read it in a few different versions. In the Amplified Version, it says, My people are destroyed for a lack of knowledge of my law, where I reveal my will. In the NIV, it says, My people are destroyed from a lack of knowledge. And in the message, it says, My people are ruined because they don't know what's right or what's true. You see, the Lord is telling us 
that because of a lack of knowledge, there is destruction. Because of a lack of knowledge, we are lacking in knowing who God is. Now, I want to take a second and I want to look at the word knowledge. In that moment, in that scripture, to know what knowledge means. The Bible says that we perish from not having the knowledge that we need. And that knowledge is an intimate knowledge. That knowledge, the word, when you do a word study on it, says, especially a knowledge of God. Especially to know who God is and his will and his plans and his purpose and his word. To know God. We perish We are destroyed because we lack the knowledge of who God is. When you don't know who God is, you don't know what God likes. You don't know what God dislikes. You can hear from a pastor every week and still not have that personal relationship with God that you need still not have that understanding of God that you need. Hosea 6 says we are destroyed. And that word means to cease or to be cut off. We're cut off from God's blessings. We're cut off from God's will, from God's purpose, because we do not know it. It is a personal knowledge that God wants us to have. Knowledge is especially wisdom. Discernment, understanding. This is the knowledge that we are lacking, a discernment in the Lord. And in the highest sense, this is from the interlinear Bible, it says in the highest sense, a knowledge of God including obedience. There is a problem going on in the church right now. I want to play a clip real quick, and we don't have a lot of time. You know what? We're going to skip that because I don't want to leave you just with the problem. But if you go back and listen to Jack Graham's program on KKLA a few days ago, he was speaking about the same thing. As I began preparing for this study, Jack Graham was on the radio preaching the same message, that you can be in church and have no idea who God is. So there is a problem. But you say, I believe in God. And James says, prove it. The book of James speaks to faith in chapter 2. Speaks about faith and works. And he says, you show me your faith. I will show you my works. And a big debate comes up about it if if works are what saves us. And he says, no, what you don't understand is that if you have faith, there should be works. Does that mean you have to serve in a church or or that you have to be a pastor or a preacher? No, what it means is there should be something different in your life. Your life should bear fruit. 
If you have faith, it should produce works in your life. There should be a difference in who you are. Even if you grew up in the church, just like I did, there are four times in my life when God took me to a different level. And that's because I was seeking the Lord, I was praying, and I was reading, and I was desiring. I got desperate for God. God gave me a word a few months ago that he wants us to become desperate for him. He calls himself air, light, water, bread, all things that you cannot live without. But we have people in the church who are holding their breath and not taking in the Lord for themselves. I want you to realize something. Everything that I said, bread, water, light, air. The only time you can take partake in one of those is when you hear the word of God or when you get into the word of God. And for most of us, that's once, maybe twice a week when we were going to church, but that got taken away. What would you look like physically if all you did was eat or drink when you went to church? Well, think of what you look like spiritually. The problem is not knowing who our God is. But here's the solution. The solution is Proverbs 23.12. Write these down if you can. It says, commit yourself to instruction and to knowledge. Let me get to it. 23.12 says, Commit yourself to instruction. Listen carefully to the words of knowledge. In Psalm 119, it says, 119.8 and 9, I will obey your decrees. Please don't give up on me. 9. How can a young person stay pure by obeying your word? Verse 11. I have hidden your word in my heart. There's that word again, heart, that I might not sin against you. It is time for us to get into the word of God. The word of God is what will change you. The word of God is what will make you what God wants you to be. Don't just read it for the mental reasons. Don't just gain Knowledge in your brain, in your mind, but gain it in your heart. I have hidden your word in my heart that I might not sin against you. It is time to gain knowledge. John 17.3 says, This is eternal life that you may know the one true God and the one he sent, Jesus Christ. To know especially through an experience. To know firsthand who this God is. You can know someone, but not know what makes them tick. God doesn't want to be that type of relationship with you. He wants to be a personal, one-on-one. And he is saying, it's time to get personal with me. No more second-hand relationships. Not just a religious routine, but a true one-on-one relationship. How do we do that? Begin to pray and say, Lord, I don't know what I'm doing, but I need you to show me. 
begin to read. If you can't read that well, get a children's Bible. Get a, 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 a Bible on tape. You can listen to it on YouTube. There are so many different versions that can break it down. And if need be, then call someone that you know who knows the Word of God well enough, and they can lead you through it. It is time for us to get to know the Word of God. If you don't know, they call Jesus the Word of God. He's known as the Word. In John 1.1, it says, In the beginning was the Word, and the Word was God, and the Word was with God. So not only do you need to read your Bible, but through reading your Bible, the Word, you need to get to know the Word, Jesus Christ himself, and allow him to change your life. You say, I believe in God. James says, good for you. The, the demons believe in God and they fear him too. But there's a difference between us and them when you believe and allow it to do something in your life. In John three fifteen, it says, those who believe will not perish. That word believe says believe in Christ as the creator, as the author, as the salvation, and obey. You see, we forget about the obey part, but we don't know how to obey because we don't know the word. I'm sorry we got cut short a little bit tonight. There was a lot more, but there were a lot of people that needed some prayer, and that's very important. I want to thank you for being here with me tonight. If anything, if you take anything away from tonight's message, let this be what it is. God is calling out to his people to have a deeper, real relationship with him. It's time for us to get working on that. It takes some effort. You've got to get to know who your God is. He wants to bless. He wants to use. He wants to change. He wants to empower us in order to be the light in this world. He wants to use us to turn this world upside down. He wants to use you to bless others. He wants to be in a one-on-one relationship with you. You know, there's a study that I'm working on called the Tabernacle and the Temple. God created the tabernacle in order to have a relationship, in order to get in touch and for his people to be able to enter into his presence. Well, you today, the Bible says, are the temple of God. Look into what that means and begin to be the place where true worship of God, where the true reading and understanding of his word begins. Get into a relationship with God because he said something. He said, tell them, prepare, for the kingdom of God is near. It's time to get on the right road. I want to thank you for being with us. I pray the Lord's blessings upon you. Good night and God bless.